The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell. I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in the wonderful city of Chicago, Illinois. The Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is our Senior Minister. Our founder is the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. And if you want more information about Christ Universal Temple, you can go to www.cutemple.org. That's C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E dot org. We're in the midst of an off and on series um, based upon the Law and the Promise uh, by Neville. The Law and the Promise is a book that obviously was written a long time ago because Neville made his transition about 45 years ago. But the book is very interesting, and, and it talks a lot about how do you work with imagination, with faith, and, and, and other faculties. But it's primarily about how to work with your imagination to work with how to demonstrate more truth in your life. And it's a very radical book. So I've been teaching it off and on between guests and other shows that I'm doing. I want to take my time with it because I want people to actually sit with the material. I don't want this to be something where you just read it, move on to the next hot book, the next hot topic, but actually be able to sit with material. Because one of the things that I am really discovering is it's not how much you know. It's how it's what you do with what you know. And many times we become gatherers of spiritual facts, gatherers of spiritual principles, as far as data. It's like data collection. But that doesn't mean we're doing anything with the data. 
it's really important that we understand that these spiritual teachers are leaving behind their quote unquote system to demonstrate truth. When you read a Charles Fillmore, when you read a Ernest Holmes, when you read a Emmett Fox, when you read a Joseph Murphy, when you read a Neville Goddard, when you read some of the quote unquote spiritual giants in the new thought metaphysical field and even modern people, you know, um, like, you know, recently deceased a few years back, Reverend Coleman, Reverend Johnny Coleman, Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, or, you know, or people like Wayne Dyer, they were leaving behind their system. You know, so when you are given a system, one of the things that really matters is that you work the system the way it was designed to work. I use this analogy in my class uh, the other day that when uh, Michael Jordan was originally being coached by Doug Collins, they had a good team, decent good team, but they had a tendency to just say, get a ball to Michael Jordan and do your thing. Matter of fact, it was a game, I believe it was in the playoffs where, where Doug Collins was in the, in the huddle and, you know, normally the basketball players write their plays I mean, a coach, excuse me, right there, plays for the basketball team to execute after the timeout. And what he basically said was, give the ball to Michael and get the blank out of the way. Now, that might help you win a game, but it won't help you win a championship. So when he was replaced by Phil Jackson, Phil had to convince the best player in basketball, the most dominant offensive force the NBA has ever seen, to play within the system. So if you play within this system, not only will we win, you'll 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 get your championships, but you'll make all your teammates better. And Jordan's willingness to run the system and still be a superstar, but run the system to be coached allowed him to win six NBA championships. And then Phil obviously went on to win five more with the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. The point that I'm making out of this is that there was a system that they ran. It was they didn't just roll the ball out onto the court and just start playing basketball. And we shouldn't just roll out in life and think that that's going to be enough to win in life, that we're going to get the results that we desire by just showing up, waking up, going through our routines, going to work, taking care of the kids, having the phone calls, checking our social media, checking our emails, and, you know, stopping to get something to eat, et cetera, with no real intention on working any particular system to improve your life. Nobody just gets in shape. Nobody just loses weight. Nobody just gains muscle. It just doesn't work like that. You have to work the system. If you go to a trainer at a gym, the trainer will say, this is the system I've put together to help you get the results you say you desire. If you say, I want a six-pack abs and I want my calf muscles to be more defined, I want, you know, my biceps and triceps to show, you know, then you have to have particular exercises and a particular diet to produce those results. So, but many times we say we want a thing and we're unwilling 
to follow the system needed to produce the results. And if we looked at these authors who left wonderful clues, these spiritual leaders who left wonderful clues on how to produce the results that we desire and we're willing to work the system all the way through with no variation. Maybe, just maybe, we would get consistent results. Because, again, one of the things that I've discovered is many times, myself included, will not stick to the system. Do this, then do this, then do this, then do this. Consistently. Over a long period of time. To get the desired demonstrations. The Catherine Ponders of the world. They left systems. Reverend Knight left systems. And many of us who are in the New Thought Movement now. When we're presenting lessons on this show. On other people's podcasts or shows. Or churches, centers and workshops all around the world. on Online, etc. What people are really presenting. Is their system. The teacher is presenting his or her system. Am I right now? For instance, Christ Universal Temple is in the midst of the Lenten season. We're New Thought Christians, so we practice the Lenten season. But for us, Lent means let's eliminate negative thinking. Now, why is this important? Because Reverend Wells has us studying Keep a True Lent, the forty lessons in the back of the book, written by Charles Fillmore. Now. We aren't studying this just to be studying it. It's just, we're not just doing it because it's routine. We're studying it because Charles Fillmore had placed within this book a systematic way of thinking and working with spiritual principle to get a particular desired result. If you want to be able to grow into a new level of spiritual understanding, if you want to more fully Express the indwelling Christ, follow these stages, study these things, read these scriptures. So every day it has a lesson with that that's normally packed with principle and a scripture to read. Now, once we read the scripture and we read the daily reading, then that also means we need to ponder, we need to pray on that which was read. So it can, as Jesus said, become, he's like, eat, drink. You know, in other words, eat my body, eat my, drink my blood, mentally appropriate that which I am teaching you into who you are. But we have to be willing to work the system. That's all I'm saying. So when we get to the book, this chapter, chapter three, turn the wheel backward is not a logical chapter in a book that's also not logical. This chapter in this book is not about common sense. This book is about using your imagination to create desired results. That's the whole point of the book. You have to really get that. Using the power of imagination. So it takes a lot of faith 
to believe that your mind can change your experience. Now, I know we say it theoretically, and I'm going to get to the book because there's a lot of stuff, but I want to prep this because I really want this to land. Now, notice I said your experience. Now, I'm not saying that your experience does will not affect other people's experiences because they will. Because as you change, anything that's connected to you also changes. But it's not your responsibility to change another individual. I just want to put that out there. Get yourself together. And what I'm asking of you today is to think about your study of new thought principles, because that's what I'm teaching on this show. I'm not really presenting anything else. So if you're a listener of this show, you're you've been listening to this show because of the new thought principles that I've been teaching or my guests have been teaching. If you can look upon new thought as a systematic way of using spiritual principle to improve your life and realize God within you, then you have it. A systematic way of teaching spiritual principles to improve your life and realize God within you. That's what you're doing. And this is one way. Neville had had his way. Fillmore had his way. Joseph Murphy had his way. Ernest Holmes had his way. Nona Brooks and Melinda Kramer and Emma Curtis Hopkins. They all had their way. But are you willing to study a way before instead of just picking and choosing? And here's one of the other things that I really want to get across as we study new thought principles in a systematic way to get systematic desired results. I'm also very present to the fact that many of these writers did not have the distractions that we currently have. They don't have cell phone addictions. They didn't have email. They didn't have 560 channels to watch. They didn't have internet. They didn't have, you know, they weren't texting people. They didn't have social media. They didn't have the ability to, many of them, to get to and fro as swiftly and quickly as we can. They didn't have computers. What that meant was, they had more time to be with their minds. Because one of the things that you have to realize is that if you want to get the desired results, you have to take back control of your mind. You have to discipline your mind. You have to be able to concentrate and focus on your desire. You have to be able to manage your time in a way that will so that you will maximize your day. If you spent two hours off and on, not straight through, two hours off and on playing on social media in one day, three minutes here, two minutes there, five minutes there, seven minutes there, or just all on email, and I realize some of that's work related, and going to and fro, phone call, phone call, phone call, FaceTime, Skype. 
you know, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And we don't actually take some of that time or, and get into the book, get into the prayer, get into the visualization, get into the meditation, get into the conversations about truth listening instead of being on your phone in the car going to and fro or on the train or bus going to and fro from work, actually listening to something that can shift your thinking toward the spirit. If you're unwilling to do that, you can't get the desired result. No more than you can watch TV all day on the couch and get a six pack. Part of understanding how to turn the wheel backward, as Neville is mentioning, is to be able to concentrate and use your mental time constructively. Are you willing to follow the guidelines of the system to get the desired results? If you go back and you listen to my series on lessons in truth, as HMLE Katie was teaching that book, lessons in truth really is a systematic way of studying truth to get the desired result of producing more of the Christ in your life. It's not, the, it's, it's not a book of happenstance or chance. It was written a certain kind of way for a reason. So. Investigate yourself in your own life and ask yourself this real serious question. How much time do I daily give to my spiritual growth and my desired demonstrations? How much time do I give to my spiritual growth and my desired demonstrations. Are you willing to be able to hold true in your mind that which you desire to demonstrate and come back to it day after day after day after day and live in it, see yourself in it, feel it, be it, talk from it, etc.? How, can you can you be the healing? Not just see the healing. Can you be it? Can you be the prosperity? Can you be the joy? Can you be the love? That's what I'm talking about. Consistent focus. If it means every morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to do these three things. I'm going to affirm and deny. I'm going to pray. I'm going to visualize or meditate. I'm going to read something every day for 40 days, every day for the next 120 days. And I'm going to pray and see my good. And then I'm going to do it in the, during part of my lunch break or sometime during the middle of the day. And then I'm going to do it at the end of the day. And before I close my eyes to go to sleep, I'm just going to play with my good in my mind. Keep keeping the main thing, the main thing. Or as the Apostle Paul wrote, calling forth those things that be not 
as though they were. Or as the author of the, uh, of the book of Hebrews or the epistle to the Hebrews wrote, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of the things not seen. The substance of things hoped for. In other words, you got to have that in your mind. We will never get the desired results if we don't follow the systems. Point blank. Find somebody's book, whether it's Law and the Promise or, or Catherine Ponder or whoever, and, and systematically study it for the steps. And then put your agenda together and follow it verbatim for a definite period of time. That's my challenge to you today. Stop playing with truth. That's my challenge. Jumping from one thing to the next. So. With that, it is actually time for our first break. So I will be right back with Truth Transforms. Like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. Now available, you pray the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world and all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With YouPray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With YouPray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. YouPray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free YouPray app and links to download, visit silentunity.org slash app. That's silentunity.org slash A-P-P. journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name.
What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, we're in the midst of a series titled The Law and the Promise. And before we actually get into the book, because I did a lot of explaining and gave a challenge at the first part of the show to hopefully help us get to where we want to be in life. Now, uh, this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, you can go to the uh, website, unity.fm, click on the giving button and help support this online ministry. Also, if you follow the show on Stitcher, and uh, iTunes, please give it a five-star rating. It helps the algorithm and helps get the show out and spread out to the world. And if you're on Facebook, it's a, we have a page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Also give it a five-star rating. Yet again, it just helps um, spread the show, allows Facebook to promote it in, in a greater way. And, and, Write a positive review. That way, if people come to to the page, they can check out your review, and they can also see that you have given it a five-star rating. So that's my request. I would appreciate if you did all of those requests. Also, if you do want to call in today, you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. All right, so now that I've given you this challenge, now let's get to the chapter, Turn the Wheel Backward. Now, the premise of this chapter is going back in your imagination and for you to mentally rewrite what you've been through and make it shift it in a way to where it is now something that can produce good in your experience presently. So you go back and you fix it or you project it forward or you deal with it in the present it's all about techniques of the imagination when it's all said and done you can go backwards because you you have a lot of thoughts and feelings like everybody else about things you've been through and you can change the meaning of it and and recreate it in your own mind all right 
And because feeling is the blessing, that means that through universal law, you are also, quote unquote, and I'm using this in quotes, for lack of human language, rewriting how things are supposed to go into the present. So if you change how you feel about something in the past, it will change how you experience it in the future. Now, again, this book, along with this chapter, is not about common sense. It's about faith thinking. It's about faith thinking. I just want to make sure that we're clear about that. Okay. So Neville says on page 31 of my uh, version of the book, today's events are bound to disturb yesterday's established order. The creatively active imagination invariably unsettles a pre-existing peace of mind. So it is the job of the creative imagination to change and shift whatever was created yesterday. It is the job of the creative imagination to to make extinct what came before it before. Now, I'm not talking about global warming and dinosaurs. I'm talking about even past good has to be released so you can produce new and creative ways. I'm sure there are people out there uh, that still actually have a first edition iPhone. I have iPhone 7. Now, I'm sure there are things that my iPhone 7 does that the original iPhone did. But I'm also sure that there are things that my iPhone 7 can do that the original iPhone could not do. The original iPhone was great. But you have to learn how to allow the creative imagination to produce something that will make the old good extinct. And I know that's challenging at times because we like to hold on to what we've done and what we've accomplished. But you can't live off of yesterday's manner. Celebrate your accomplishments. You know, and sometimes even as the Bible says, we're going to make a marker to make sure that nobody ever forgets this. There are times in life where 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 you want it to be acknowledged and known. And that's great. I'm not saying don't do that. And I'm also saying don't be like a driver driving in the car and only looking in his or her rearview mirror. You will crash. You cannot put all of your attention on the preservation of your past life. And I'm not talking about past incarnation. I'm talking about what happened a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago. Because God can do something new and fresh in your life right now. And if you messed up along the way, God can restore it. I believe that. I believe you can massively screw up and God can can restore it. Once you get in alignment with the truth of the presence and power of God within you and work the system. And this is what Neville is going to be giving in this chapter. All right. So he says at the bottom of page 31, imagining creates reality. It's the statement he's been saying over and over again. What it makes 
it can unmake. So what we experienced before was the manifestation of our consciousness. And what he's saying is what has been made can be unmade. Do you believe that? Where I am right now in my life is what I've made. And I can unmake it and make something new. But are you willing to be totally immersed in truth to do it? Because this isn't about walking around being super pious, quoting scripture all day. What this is about is being able to mentally hold and act from the vision you have. Mentally hold and act from the vision you have. You have. What would a person talk like, act like, and 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 you know what what what's that what's that body language look like for a person who's demonstrated the good that you desire? How would you react at the end of it? You got to get connected to not only that vision. But you got to get connected to that feeling. If you go back and play in your mind some of the times in your life where you were your happiest. Sometimes it's good to go back and imagine the feeling because you need to be able to get back in contact with that feeling. What was it like to hold your child for the first time? What was it like when you really knew you were in love? What is it? What was it like when you originally first got that big win that you really wanted or that accomplished that goal that you really desired? When you, you know, for some people, it's when you were standing across from that person and, and, and you knew that person was the one. What did that feel like? You got to get connected to that because when you're connected to it, It uh, reminds you of the feeling that drives you into winning. So you have to be able to see those images and take that same feeling that you had based upon something that means the world to you and put it into your new desire. Be able to see in your imagination very clearly what it is that you want. And to be able to put that same intensity of feeling into the new desire. That's what we're talking about when I'm talking about system. So. Neville says, page 32, talking about imagination, it is not only conservative building a life from images supplied, supplied by memory. It is also creatively transformative, altering a theme already in being. So what he's saying is that basically, and don't miss this because this is subtle, that the life that we have currently is only the recycling of previous thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, memory. Why does life consistently show up the same way? Because it's on automatic. That's why we have the same problems, the same issues, the same things that we are dealing with that we dealt with five years ago and for some people even longer. Because the minds are on automatic. And if you want to radically change your life, you have to learn how to start 
thinking radically differently than you do now. Radically different. And decide to become a creative thinker instead of an unconscious recycler of your previous life and previous decisions. Daydreaming about what you want with no real feeling, with no intention and no action. Back to the book. And he talks about she talks. He talks about the parable of the unjust servant. And what I would suggest you do is read Luke chapter 16, verses one through 13. Luke chapter 16, verses one through 13. And it talks about something that seems shady. But he's using this parable that was taught by Jesus to show that you can change and shift what is currently happening and what you're currently experiencing by changing the dynamics of of the environment. Now, mentally, what this means is that you have to see, okay, this is what's happening now, and this is not what I desire. This is not my desired result. You have to go back and and replay those mental transactions that you previously had and then create it in a way that makes it work for the way you see it for your desired good to bring that forth into your current experience. So he says it this way. We can alter our world by a certain illegal, in quotations, imaginal practice by means of a mental falsification of the facts. That is, by means of a certain intentional, imaginal alteration of that which we have experienced. So, in other words, we go back and we replay it and remake it in our minds. I want to be as clear as possible with that. He says, all this is done in one's own imagination. He says, by means of such a falsehood, a man destroys the cause of evil and acquires friends and on the strength of this revision proves, judging by the high praise of the unjust servant from his master, that he is deserving of confidence. What this basically means is this. You go back in your mind and you you make it good. You call it good. You know, when I first came to CUT, one of the things that Reverend Coleman used to say all the time, and it, it was originally perplexing to me, she would say, it doesn't make a difference what it was. Call it good. Name it good. Name it uh, Name it good. Why would I name some horrible experience good? Because she knew and was teaching in a more simplified way that as long as you're holding on to the pain, you're holding on to the suffering. As long as you're holding on to the issue, you're holding on to the suffering. So she was like, name it good. So you can be free. Name it good. Now, is that easier said than done? Absolutely. She didn't, and I'm not saying that's always easy. But do you want to be whole? Do you want to be free? That's the really that's really the only question that needs to be answered. It's because you have to realize that there are aspects of teaching metaphysics to where your emotional feeling about why things should or shouldn't be is irrelevant. 
It's the desired demonstration. And at times, people want the the soft sell metaphysics. In other words, tell me how to feel good. Sometimes when you're working with truth, it's going to whoop your butt. And, and only because you're attached to old thoughts, old feelings, old beliefs that you have to let go so you can practice this stuff, practice the system in a way that gives you the ability to produce the good you desire. Just like you're going to be sore going to work out. If you haven't been working out for a decade and then you go to the gym that day or two days after you do that gym workout, your body's going to be screaming. And when you start to discipline your mind and pray and affirm and visualize and study and whatever, your mind's going to be screaming to go back to its old habits. And you got to push through. So it's time for our second break. I'll be right back with Truth Transforms. the journey together, making sense of this life, finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery, with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to truth transforms with reverend galen mcdowell if you have questions or comments about today's program or if you'd like to join in on the discussion email us at truth transforms at unity.fm now back to truth transforms welcome back to truth transforms so we're on page 32 of the law of the promise and the book goes on to say because imagining creates reality we can carry revision to the extreme and revise a scene that would be otherwise unforgivable. So again, just piggybacking on what I just stated, 
going back in your mind and recreating it for yourself, shifting the meaning, meaning and giving yourself freedom. That takes mental discipline. It takes mental discipline. It takes mental discipline. And this is why I started to show off by stating that if you are not giving yourself the time during the day to do this work, that you will never get the results you desire. No more than you think that you, again, can watch the game or watch your favorite TV shows on the couch and get in shape. You have to sacrifice something. That's life. If you want things to be different, you have to sacrifice something. Are you willing to sacrifice old habits, old ways, old beliefs, old actions, so you can get the desired results you want now? To do the same thing, you've heard it many times, to do the same thing the same way and expect different results is insanity. See, you know, what's funny about uh, about studying spiritual principles is folks think that following along with the system of spiritual study is the insane part instead of living life the same way with the same results and you're not happy. That's not insane. That's considered common sense or keeping it real. That's not keeping it real because there's no relative real outside of real being spirit. All, all life on earth is adjusting and changing all the time. So if other people can change and get good and experience joy, love, health, peace, prosperity, and, and wisdom, then why not you? What are you willing to do the work? If it was easy, everybody would be a master. If it was easy, you know, it was, you know, it, being a, a martial artist, one of the things that I am not a fan of is when I go t- into uh, schools or I see little kids walking around with six-year-olds and seven-year-olds with black belts. It's, 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 I'm not. A, let's just say I'm not a fan of it. I don't want to put the intensity of how much I really don't like that uh, practice. But, but that shows you that no six-year-old has mastered a martial arts system. That's ridiculous, right? And what we want to do many times is, okay, well, I've taken the classes, I've studied with name drop. But that doesn't mean you've mastered anything. I've sat under Michael Beckwith for the last 25 years. So what? What can you demonstrate? That's that's, that's all that matters when it's all said and done. It doesn't make a difference how long you sat at the feet of somebody. What does matter is that you were willing to practice what they taught you and demonstrate it in your own life consistently. Consistently. I used to love when Reverend Coleman used to say this, and I bring her up a lot because, you know, she she's my baseline. You know, this is how I was introduced in the truth. And she used to say, you take what I'm giving you and you mix it or put it with what God gave you and go beyond what I taught you. 
Take what I got. See, see, see the, the, the spiritual teacher's job is to give you their understanding of truth. And when I say give, I use that metaphorically because nobody can give you anything. They can present it to you. And then they pre- you take what they present, utilize it, work it, and then also realize that God has g- given you some unique creativity that you can utilize to take it in places beyond what she or he could ever think. In other words, this person might have been thinking in ministry and business, and you might take it in the art. You might take it in the, you know, painting or music or, you know, dance or whatever, because it's still a principle. It'll work anywhere. You just mix it with your own creativity. That's what she meant. Take the spiritual principle, then apply it to your own uniqueness. But don't walk around like a six-year-old black belt sticking out your chest talking about how long you've been studying something with no fruit. It doesn't matter if you were raised in it. It don't make a difference how long your mama studied it. So what? And I'm trying to be mean, by the way. What I'm trying to do is, and I'll probably jump back to regular me uh, next week, but I really want to get drive this home. That sometimes in our spiritual studies, we're patting ourselves on the back too much for nothing. Or we're patting ourselves on our back for what we used to do. Or what we have done. While we're suffering today. While we're perplexed and confused today. While we don't have the good we desire today. Stop patting yourself on the back. Get to work. That's what Reverend Coleman said. It works if you work it. Get to work. Jesus said, physician, heal thyself. All right. So one more point, and I'm going to teach not this whole, I'm not going to teach this whole chapter today because I'm only on uh, the second page. But I do want to get across. Uh, a couple of other quick points. He talks about the bottom of page 32 at the end of having this realization. He says, then in this state, he would fall asleep feeling the way he would expect to feel under such circumstances. When you have confidence that something is already done, it's a feel that goes along with it. And you can sleep a certain kind of way. Most people, when they talk about missing sleep is because their minds are worrying and they can't get their minds off of anything. Off a particular problem, for instance. So it bothers their sleep. What would, what, what would sleep feel like after a big win? What would sleep feel like when the doctor says we can't find it on the test anymore? What would it feel like when you got the job or the business deal you desired? What would it feel like when you reached that money goal? What would it feel like to, you know, accomplish that which you say you really wanted to accomplish? What would it feel like? How would you sleep? I want you to get connected to that part of you, the feeling of it. What would it feel like? How would you move? How would you navigate? Because 
you know, you have to recognize that this is all happening in you. This is mind action. What would it really feel like to sleep knowing that you're so well loved? What would it feel like to really fall asleep knowing that you're the apple of somebody's eye? What does that feel like? What would it feel like to go to sleep knowing that you're fulfilling the purpose God placed in your heart? What does that feel like? What would it feel like to go to bed, hit it, lie on your head to hit that pillow knowing that I'm doing that which was placed in my soul to do? That sense of fulfillment. That sense of satisfaction. That's the feeling you have to have before it shows up. That's what Neville is saying. When you're playing with your in your imagination, and when I say playing, I mean intentional playing. You have to attach that level of feeling to that which you see. Emmett Fox calls it the mental equivalent. Clarity of thought and conviction of feeling. See how they all are teaching the same thing. They use different language, but the underlying principles are basically the same. Are you willing to follow the system laid out by these spiritual giants to get the desired results? I just saw Tony Robbins uh, a couple of days ago, and one of the things he talked about was when he was in doing all these interviews with the top money people for over five, for five years straight. He ended up writing two money books based upon the information. But before the books came out, he applied the knowledge to his company. His company was worth hundreds of millions. He said he applied that knowledge and now the company is his company is worth five billion. So instead of saying, hey, I'm Tony Robbins, I know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, in many people's eyes, the the top self-development teacher on the planet. Instead of saying that, he said, you know what? These people know more about money than me. Let me learn from them. And, And by practicing the system that they laid out or the systems that they laid out, he was able to turn his company in front into a company that was worth hundreds of millions to a company that was worth five billion in a few years. That's winning in the sense of the ability to humble himself enough to be able to say, there's some aspects of this. I don't know. Let me find out what I need to know and follow the system. It is some things about the spirit that you might not know, do the work, and follow the system. And as you follow the system, what you'll discover is spirit will give you more for you personally than you ever will even get out of the books. But you got to follow the system first. Because you become the system and then you create your own new system. You become the system. So um, next week I'm going to finish this ch- chapter on Turn the Wheel Backwards because I covered the stuff that I want to cover before I get more in detail with this chapter. So... Make sure that you read up. Make sure you read that parable that I told you about in Luke chapter 16, the parable of the unjust steward. 
and be prepared next week to rock and roll with this chapter. God bless you, and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Haven't we all stood on the bank of a quiet pond and tossed a stone into the water? Haven't we seen the ripples move outward from the place where the stone entered the water? until the whole surface of the pond danced with the movement of energy. Before long, we could no longer clearly see the point where the stone entered the water. My inner environment of thoughts and feelings behaves much like a pond. When I introduce a thought of peace into my mind and heart, that single thought creates a ripple effect that really does change the world. From its beginning point within me, peace ripples out to fill my inner world and continues to move out into the world around me. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. of thousands of listeners like you have been transformed through the ministry of Paulette Pipe and her program, Touching the Stillness, one of the longest-running programs on Unity Online Radio. Paulette's latest album of guided meditations, Blissful Stillness, is a new and different experience. The mystical quality of her beautiful voice will reverberate through a Zen-style meditation, a mudra meditation, which are yoga hand positions to deepen your practice, and guided meditations, which we know and love. It features a new instrumental sound by Kelly Hunt with a bonus track by Kathy Zavada. Experience a blissful immersion into quiet and stillness by purchasing your own copy at Shop. Dot unityonline.org
Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I am an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.